Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. You're listening to The Middle with your hosts, Holly Azapati and Jordana Levine. In today's episode, we talk about the waves we're all riding in the midst of the pandemic, how to hold and protect your energy when the collective consciousness is vibrating on fear, and how to politely decline FaceTime calls. Plus, we've got a record that plays to the performer in all of us, and we highlight the skills of one of our favorite listeners. Then we guess the celebrity natal chart of a sexy, funny, and philanthropic actor and riff on some of our favorite ways to stay connected during ISO. How's your energy feeling this week, Jord? Uh, it's, I mean, it's up and down, which is the theme of this episode, really. I honestly feel like it just comes in waves and... Mm. I I don't know about well I do know about you because we've spoken about it <laughs> every but, day, <laughs> uh, but you uh, you literally have to ride the waves. That's what it is, isn't it? Yeah. It's like you you I've found it too. You have a really 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 good day, and we'll, we'll talk about our definitions of what a good day is right now. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, it's like oh I'm feeling feels right now, and I got to let myself feel them. Yeah, it's funny, but the the thing that I'm finding quite comforting in the waves is it is really reminding me of the idea of impermanence. Mm. And I feel like impermanence is a really good lesson to be reminded of at this time where we can't see an end date and it feels like it might go on forever, but it won't. And I was thinking last night, it's funny because I've been sleeping so well during all of this and I, yeah. and I and I was thinking oh that's so weird that I've been sleeping so well and then the last couple of nights I've slept terribly <laughs> and I was like what is going on and it's you know nothing is permanent you're gonna have nights where you sleep really well and then you're gonna go through some rough nights you know it's so true it's like almost everything is just more amplified and exaggerated because we're stuck between these four walls and going oh god now I'm sad now I'm happy now I'm angry we're feeling these things all the time in our everyday lives we're just a little more distracted absolutely yeah yeah there's so much more time to think about it and and um be aware of the feeling because you're not yeah distracted by other things and I think collectively that's what most people are struggling with Mm. so Mm. like you and I we're we're very kind of self-aware and we we do this work all the time and we talk about it all the time so it's not that unusual for us but I think a lot of people have had to sit with themselves and it's really uncomfortable yeah it's this forced introspective nature and this is I mean this is why so many people don't like meditation right because they're like oh, I've got too many thoughts, I I don't like sitting with my thoughts. And this is kind of what we're doing right now, right? It's forced within how you're feeling today, what's going on in your head today, because you can't distract yourself. I mean, you can, but it's in different ways. So it's really interesting. There's a lot of squirming happening, Jord. Yeah, a lot of squirming. Have Have you noticed it in your interactions with people? Yes, yes. It's been really interesting in interactions with people because... Obviously, one of the main questions we ask is, how are you coping right now? What's what's going on in your world in the context of this? But you and I were having this conversation this week, Jord. It's so unique because right now we are all, in inverted commas, victims of this pandemic in some way. It's playing out in a very unique way in our personal lives. So it's interesting to note, and I've seen it go both ways, People who are really feeding into that victim mindset and, oh, this is this is just the worst thing that could ever happen and I've got all these other things that are also the worst things ever happening right now. And then people who are going, yeah, I can see the silver lining and I can see the good that's coming from this and, yeah, it's not great, but I'm doing okay. It's it's really interesting looking at both ends of the spectrum. Yeah, and it's it's – it's funny on a on a personal level having to balance it because I think that 
everybody is experiencing it differently and and nobody's worse off than the next person. Oh, well, I mean, some people are worse off than the next person. Yeah. But I mean, we're all sort of we're all sort of kind of dealing with it in our own way. But what what gets me is when a problem is shared and then someone tries to up up it with all of the other yes. things that are going on for them as well and and that's when it starts to get a brick bit precarious because no problem is worse than another when it's a collective energy that we're experiencing and and that's what's so hard you know absolutely it becomes a really blurred concept of uh, well for you and I know we're very much space holders for our friends for our family for people in our lives and so it I'm finding it hard to hold space for lots of people who we're all experiencing the same thing. And like you and I said, we don't actually have the answers or the advice to give because we're experiencing it too. And we don't know what everyone else doesn't know, you know? No. We, <laughs> we, we spoke about this a little bit in the um, wine night we had in the middle membership this week, which was really lovely, oh, by yeah. the way. It was so fun. But this idea of there's certain uh, exchanges that you have with people that have a very equal energy exchange. And we've spoken about that on this podcast before, this idea of here's what I'm going through. What are you going through? Let's talk about it, you know, and this like back and forth instead of hopping onto a phone call or FaceTime or whatever and everything just being dumped on you. And then you're sort of like, oh, well, you know, Everyone else is experiencing the same thing. You know, like we're all in the same boat. You know, it's yeah. it's hard to it's hard to hold space when one person is is trying to own the what is essentially the collective consciousness. Absolutely. It's this this dumping and we've been speaking a lot about projection and it's like projection versus processing. Like when you have a feeling or an emotion or, or a problem come up, are you projecting it to someone else because, ah, oh, that makes me feel better. They know just what to say. Great, I'm going to go off and I feel a little lighter. Or are you processing it before you even take it to anybody else so that there's that level of groundedness and it's not leaky energy? Because when your energy is leaky, then you're you're transferring that, whether you realize it or not, to someone else who's, you know, maybe just trying to hold space for you and then walks away feeling a little rattled. Yeah. And I guess it's important to note, like, we're not saying don't share your fears and your anxieties oh. and your problems with your friends and your family. Absolutely you should. I mean, we've we've been going through our own personal stuff. I had a really big disappointment last week, but it's there's something about sharing the disappointment and then holding that disappointment for yourself, not handing the disappointment on to the next person because that doesn't rid you of the disappointment and it just adds more stress to them. So it's like you can share your problem, but it's your, it's your problem. It's, it's, it's your energy to hold. And there's also ways around sharing. So you do this so well, Jordan, I've said it before and I'll continue to say it because I respect it and appreciate it so much. You sent me a message last week. It was a text and you said, hold, are you able to hold me in a phone call for a little bit? And that was it. That was you saying, is it okay that we have a phone chat? I just want to process something. And I was like, yeah, absolutely. Give me five. And we got on the phone. Same goes, you know, I, I, I like to think that I am quite conscious as well when stuff comes up and I just, you know, will say, oh, I'm just working through this right now. Or we'll rather than voice note each other, which we do a lot, we'll send a text. So the energy isn't as charged. Yeah. There's so many little tricks where when you're processing it, you can still share it, but it's not as leaky energetically. Absolutely. So let's talk about processing a little bit, because I think that you and I both do it uh, quite easily without really thinking about the steps that we're going through. But if you had to explain processing an emotion to somebody, what w- what would you say? It's such a good question, John, because like you said, I've never sat and thought about it before. So let's see what comes up. When an emotion comes up for me first, I fully feel it and I let myself cry. I'll scream in a pillow if it's anger. I know I talk about that all the time. I legit do that. I I will sit and feel the feels before I go to anyone, do anything, talk to anyone. I just like shift into it. What I do find I do, and I, I'm not sure if you're the same, Jordi, is then I try and work out where the emotions come from. Now, this isn't necessarily a good thing. It's like, 
oh, I must be sad because of this or I must feel angry because of this. It's like it doesn't actually matter what the reasoning behind it is. Just allow yourself to feel like right now I am feeling sad or right now I am feeling angry. Then once I've felt it and sat with it and processed it, if I feel the need to share it because it will help get things off my chest, I will sit with who is the best person to share this with right now, who I know will be able to hold it. And often it's Jordana Levine. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I do have maybe, I'd say maybe four people that I alternate between or I'll go to more than once because I value your opinions. I know that you guys are energetically sound enough to hold me. And I also know that you guys are energetically sound enough to say, hold not right now, but you know, I'll talk to you in a few hours. So I know that there's no risk of dumping. You know what I mean? Like you guys have respectful boundaries, the people that I go to. So there's no risk of me crossing them. Does that make sense? Absolutely. What about you, George? I'm so curious to hear your process. Yeah, I don't really know. I haven't thought about it either. Um, I guess I'm not so great with the dealing with emotions in present time, um, mm. but I'm getting a lot better at it. And yeah, before I talk it out with somebody, I do try and sit with it and say, what am I feeling? Can I identify this feeling? And where's it coming from? Is it something that I feel has happened to me or have I created this feeling within myself? That's mm-hmm. a big one for me because a lot of the time I'll I'll project it onto something that someone else is making me feel. But then I realize that I, I'm the one feeling it. So where's that come from? And is that because I feel like I'm missing something or yeah. I don't understand something? Or am I... Am I creating this feeling because I'm trying to rationalize something that somebody said that they haven't actually said? Do you know what I mean? So it's totally. like you've just got to question where it's all coming from. What I've been doing lately, I've had very big waves of grief come up for me. Mm. And as soon as they come up, a lot of the time they'll come up in an inopportune time or where it doesn't actually make sense. But I let myself feel it in the moment. And that might mean crying out loud. That might mean I've had a few panic attacks this week. And usually what I do is if I feel anxiety and panic arising, I'll try and like stop it. Avoid it. But what I've done instead is, well, I've been at home, so that's been lucky, but just make sure I'm in a safe space, have the panic, slow my breathing down, let it escape me because this is what it feels like. It feels like energy that's being pent up and it just needs to release. Yes. And so if I can have the panic attack, calm my breathing down, get to a point where I'm calm enough, then I'll call you and be like, yes. Holly, this has just happened. But if I call you mid panic attack or pre panic attack, like didn't let myself let the feeling escape and then try and question it's there's too much too much going on you know and you almost miss the process and also because there are so many people and I know our listeners can relate that are energetically sensitive if you were to have called me mid panic attack I would have started panicking with you you know and it's like as much as we can create ripples of conscious beautiful love and light change we can also create and add to ripples of fear anxiety and panic so Like, I appreciate it when you are in your process and then call me afterward. And similar experience last week, I had a panic attack. And then the next morning, I was like, hey, I had a panic attack last night. Wild. You know? Um (laughs) Wild. Wild. Um, I think think also what's important is when emotions like that come out and seemingly out of nowhere, it's so important to take the time to do some self-inquiry about it. Because if they're coming up, they're coming up for a reason. And mm. and I think when we don't ask why, then we're not actually processing it. We might and be feeling just, it, but we're yeah. not kind of, yeah, processing it. Well, the message will just continue to present itself, right? It's like, oh, you're not listening. And I think, I, or I feel for a lot of us, it's a slowing down and the nerves and the emotion that can come up within that because we've got lots more slow space, blank space, question marks about the future and anxiety thrives on the future right it's like what is going to happen and none of us know none of us not one person well I'm sure there are some people that know I don't think there is whole yeah it's wild like 
No one knows. So collectively, the energy is fear and it is anxiety because of the unknown of the future. So I guess when you think about that in the, in terms of process, come back to the present because you can control and you do know exactly what you're doing each and every present moment. And that's where you and I speak about it all the time, George, flow state activities and coming like breath work and coming into the present, into your body. These are the actions to take when you are feeling out of control with emotion. Yeah. And also I think, Oh, this might be a bit controversial, but I think that because this is such a global fear and there are some really severe things happening in countries that aren't Australia, um, I, and the, I mean, the majority of our audience is in Australia, but if this doesn't apply to you, I'm sorry, but I think we can also get swept up in the hypothesis of things. Um, and not actually in what's happening right now in this present moment. Because when I look at it, my day-to-day life isn't actually that different. And if I, I can say to myself, am I safe? Well, 100% of the time I'm safe. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. It's like, it's not, it's not as, I mean, it, it's a, it's a pandemic. It is very inconvenient. There's a lot of jobs being lost. You know, there's lots of stuff going on. There are people that are ill. But in our day-to-day moments and minutes that pass and breaths that pass, the majority of us are safe. Absolutely. And it really is that piece around perspective. And I I don't want it to be like, oh, put it in perspective, like these people have it worse and that means that your problems aren't your problems. Like absolutely not. Still feel them and still allow yourself to be in in those. But what I've actually been incredibly inspired by, Jord, and in it's been coming up in a few of my readings, in fact, one um, yesterday, uh, for instance, brides that have had to cancel their weddings or postpone their weddings, happiest day of your life, you're planning it for years, there's a lot of investment going in energetically, financially, all the things, but the, the brides that are like, yeah, it's okay, we'll get married at some point, it's all good, like that, that really is for me inspiring because they're the type of person where it's like you have right to play victim right now and it's just nice to see when people choose not to you know yeah but why why do brides have a right to play victim over people that have you know cancelled holidays yeah cancelled holidays or cancelled surgeries or about to have a baby or lost their job or you know like why well i mean every no I, i that was just my example like i i get inspired by that but Everyone is having shit cancelled and problems happening and everyone does, again, have the right to play victim. But I just like to see when people choose not to. Choose not to. Because it is, it is a choice, right? Yeah. That's what it is. It's, I guess I, my question for you, Geordie, is do you find yourself or have you in the past found yourself reverting to victim mode at any point and how do you tell when that's happening? Um. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. I've I've definitely reverted to victim mode before. I, look, I got to say, I find it very hard to play victim when everybody else is a victim. Like, I just yeah. can't actually get my head around that right now. But in the moments where the rest of the world isn't going through something, and yeah. I am, yeah. um, I think where I know that I'm playing victim is it doesn't matter what somebody says to me. I still want to be the victim. And I've noticed this with my mum quite a bit. And sometimes I'll just say to her, you know what, mum? I actually, I think I'm in the headspace today where it doesn't matter what you say, I'm not going to feel any better. And I just want you to know that. And then once she knows that she's okay with it, she stops trying to give me advice because I don't want to hear it. I don't want you to tell me I'm going to be okay next week or things will be sunnier, you know, whatever. Yes, yes. Because that's when I know I'm in victim, but I let myself have it. I let myself have the moment. Yes. But not forever. And I'll say it to you sometimes too, Hol. I'll be like, I just want to have a whinge about this and feel sorry for myself. Please don't give me advice because I'm not going to listen, but just give me the floor for a minute, (laughs) you know. Absolutely. But I guess in that moment you are processing still because there's an ownership of the victim mindset. There's like, I am in this state right now. I'm fully aware of it and it's where I want to be. So let me, please. I'm I'm the same. I'm the same with Trent. I'm like, please don't tell me anything. I just want to have a sook for a second here. Let me just be sooky. Totally. Uh, I um, was writing this week for the book. I was writing about the energetics of dating 
and I had to do this chapter. I'd been talking to our kinesiologist, Zoe Bosco. We were talking about baggage, like the kind of baggage you bring into a relationship. And I guess it's the kind, kind of the same thing here. And she said to me, it doesn't matter how much baggage someone brings into a relationship, as long as they're the ones to hold the bags. You know, like if they're going to bring baggage in, they've got to take responsibility for it. But as soon as they try and pass that baggage on to you for you to have to deal with, that's when it's not okay. And I guess that's the same with a problem shared, right? It's like, if you want to share your problem with me and we can discuss it and you're willing to hold it, then we can talk about it. But if you're going to turn up and give me all of your bags and expect me to hold them so you don't have to hold them anymore, then this is not going to work out. (laughs) It's a beautiful, beautiful example. It's exactly it. I have this question around, do you feel that people like you and I who have the tendency to seeing a silver lining, to come back to faith and hope, because we do, we're in the work, this is work that we, it's not like, oh God, introspection, how do we do this? We've, We've been doing it for years and years, so it's comfortable for us. Do you feel that lots of people will be listening to this or watching what we're sharing and being like, Oh, way too positive right now. Don't want to hear it. No, but, well, I hope not because <laughs> I, I'm not seeing the silver lining every day. Like I, yeah. I again was talking to Zoe about this the other day. I'm like, most of the time, and these are the waves, right, Hole? Most of the time I'm okay and I can see a silver lining in this. I can see all of the good things that I appreciate that I didn't stop and appreciate before. Mm-hmm. I can see how when we come out of this, the world collectively is going to have a new appreciation for things. We're going to have some new systems in place. There's going to be more respect for the health system. There's some, uh, you know, better incentives set up by the government, you know, all of this sort of stuff. Yeah. And like, just on that note, like Australia giving people free childcare is the most incredible thing in the world because our childcare is one of the most expensive in the world. Yeah. So, like, just little things like that, you know, there's so many silver linings. But there are still moments where my faith wavers and is like, holy fuck. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) What the fuck is this and how long is this going to go on? And I have to say the only thing these days that's – and this is just, like, something I figured out in the last couple of days. The only thing that's keeping me in faith and silver linings longer is not reading the news. The only, and I'm all about the facts, the only thing I will consume is the government coronavirus app, the news yeah. that comes through that that's got the press releases straight from Cabinet, the um, Coronacast, which is the ABC's podcast that airs every morning. It's like a 10-minute episode with Dr. Norman Swan. Really great. Um, and then also the um, WhatsApp group. Yes. Which you is great as well. That. Yeah. And anything else, I don't read. I don't care who the news is. I was reading for a while. I was like, oh, I'll just read ABC and SBS news because I was like, oh, you know, they'll be, you know, they, you know they, won't be, they won't be hyping it up. Oh, no. Like their headlines are atrocious. It's just fear, fear, fear. And I, I cannot deal with it anymore. And also keep in mind that the social media you consume from people, uh, it's also newscasting, right? So it's like if you find yourself in rabbit holes of fear-mongering, and I've got to say that even conspiracy theories, it's just as bad. It's fueling on fear. There's no certainty in it. No one knows anything. No one, nothing is certain. So if you find yourself uh, on the other side, it's like, oh, mass media is lying to us and there's all these conspiracy theories. It's actually not serving your nervous system just as much either way. So I'm just tapping out of all of it and having a very pleasant time. (laughs) Yeah, and look, the thing, you don't have to agree with the government. There's a lot of things I'm not agreeing with that they're doing. Mm. But the government is is applying the rules and they're the rules that you have to abide by. So that's what you have to listen to and that's what we need to do to get through it. Yeah. And anything else is just going to be a distraction because, yeah, it might not be what you think is fair or what you think is right or what you think is the approach that's going to make a difference, but it's the one we have to deal with. Yeah, 
And that's the thing. Most of our, not everyone, but most of our nervous systems are not at a capacity to hold that level of unknown or, you know, questioning about future. So again, back to present, what is going on in your world? Let's look at micro. Macro isn't going anywhere. And this is all the other thing. I forget who said this the other day. It's like, you know, um, when people are sharing news articles and it's like, oh, please just stop giving me these facts. I, d- I actually don't care for them. It's like, I'm going to find out anyway. Like Trent's going to come home and be like, oh, you know, two people allowed outside now. Great. That's where I get my news. You know, it's um, I just know what's right for my nervous system. And I think at the end of the day, it's taking radical self-responsibility for how you are enabling your nervous system response and not. You've also got a double Gemini Virgo as a best friend who likes to give you, uh, you tell me regular, regular TED Talks and news updates. <laughs> <laughs> Have you guys seen, if you haven't, the Benny dramas, the star signs in quarantine? I can't wait to watch it again today, George. He's incredible. But tell people tell people what you voxed me when you watched <laughs> Which one? Oh, my God, guys. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> So the Virgo character, which is Hannibal Lecter, so great. The backdrop of the Virgo set is a, <laughs> is, is, is a colour-coordinated bookshelf a la Jordana Levine, Virgo Moon. Oh, my God, it was so funny. And, oh, then, it? and then the background of the Gemini one was a TED a Talk. TED Talk. And after every spiel I give Holly, I'm always like, thanks for listening to my TED Talk. Always. It's so good. <laughs> you just feel so seen. The Taurus character is Jules and my favourite. Oh we God, love, I love you. him so much. so much. But when he's like, I'm going to make us Chef Bonardi. And it's like, <laughs> Chef Bonardi has his chef hat on. It was literally Trent last weekend where he's like, I'm going to make us homemade pasta. And he's got his like rolling pin out of the kitchen. Oh my God, I just loved it so much benny drama is so fucking talented he, he ticks every box i just me. want to know the process i just don't understand how he throws them together so fast and does he do all his own makeup and like is there a team of people or is this yeah. all like selfie stuff i don't understand does he script it all himself because he knows a lot about the stars if he does yeah yeah Incredible. interesting and we need to find out mm. okay so <laughs> What I think um, would be really helpful for people, and I know that you're quite versed at this, is do you have some little tips and tricks for people on how to protect their energy? Because, Ooh. you know, like, they're, of course, collectively, everyone's going through stuff. So it's not just your friends or your family calling you and asking you to hold space for them. I actually get quite exhausted when I go out for a walk in the morning and there's just, like, being out in life and yes. everyone's energy around me. So how can we protect our energy during this time? Good question, Jord, and something that I've definitely been upping. So I've been using my smudge stick, like there's no tomorrow, and we've spoken about this before. You can make them, dry the leaves out, and then have your own little smudge stick. Uh, I'll do it in the morning, and I'll ask Archangel Michael to come forward. So it'll be something like this. I, I I start the smoking, and then I will start to smudge around, and I'll put each of my arms out beside me like in a T, and I'll start on the left and I'll work down the left-hand side of my body. I lift my foot up and go underneath my foot and then I work back around the other side. And as I'm doing that, I say, Archangel Michael, I ask you to come forward and create a protective shield of white light energy around me today. Yeah. And so that is Archangel Michael is the Archangel of protection and he has his shield, which is an energetic protective shield. All you need to do is ask him to come forward and hold that space for you. So then I'll do my little smudging. Um, Once that's done, I'll say thank you and just give thanks because that's important as well. And (laughs) (laughs) very, very important. And then should I have left the house and I'm coming back in, I'll do the same thing and I'll smudge and I'll go, Archangel Michael, I I ask to call back any energetic remnants of mine that have been lost along the way. I call them back. And any energy that is not mine or is not uh, for the highest good of this house or the dogs or Trent, I will let go. Please let go. Now, I do this also before and after every reading that I give. So it's a really beautiful process. You can do it if you know you're going to have a little bit of a a phone call or a FaceTime chat with a family member who might drain your energy a little more. I have been known to, while someone's been on the phone to me, I put it on speaker and I get my smudge stick and I am saging it while they're speaking, right? And this is just about creating those 
barriers between your energy and anybody else's. That's they're my tips. What do you do, John? Uh, <laughs> I don't. I, I don't really do anything. I'm just like I just tell myself to <laughs> not catch their energy (laughs) no seriously like that's amazing it's the intention yeah exactly sorry that's a better way of putting it I just had the intention (laughs) of not catching it and also like yesterday for example I was not I don't know what was going on I basically Mm. slept all day I don't sleep during the day guys I can't even if I haven't slept the night before but I just slept all day and I couldn't deal with phone calls and I had quite a few people calling me And I hadn't spoken to my mum yesterday and I knew she'd be getting a bit worried about me. So I just texted her and I just said, hey, mum, just checking in. Is everything okay? And immediately she called me and I was like, no, no, Mm. I was texting you because I can't do phone conversations today. And so, you know, I answered and I was like, mum, I just tomorrow, I'll talk to you tomorrow. But it's just that knowing for me that a phone call is going to tax my energy. So protecting it that way by not taking phone calls yesterday. It's actually a really good point, George. We briefly touched on it. So you and I will talk on Voxer often, but we know when the other person isn't energetically feeling it because we'll start to text in it instead. And it's, again, knowing what you can handle. This is why I downloaded the House Party app last week and I deleted it within 24 hours. I'm sorry, Jess. I love you so much. My friend Jess was like, get on House Party. Can you explain House Party to me? Because I'm I'm still not kind of sure about it. Well, I don't even know if I'm going to get it right because I literally only had it for the shortest window of time. But from what I know is you have friends in your house, which is the app, and it's like this person is now in the house and then they call you and then they enter your room and you see them and it's like unsolicited energy exchange. But are the friends in your contacts list or like your yes. Facebook friends? or So so you add your friends. So there's oh, not manually. just random. I was going to say, because like my accountant could be like, hey, I'm in your yeah. house. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. <laughs> I don't want you in my house. But for me, it just felt quite um, energetically. And I'm sure there's ways you can manage the settings. I just freaked out and deleted it instead. <laughs> but it was just so energetically obtrusive because it was like constantly people in the house and talking and playing. And, and uh, is it, it felt, video? Yeah, it's video and there Ugh. are games and it just, the video exchange pieces, I got to be, I got to be ready for that, you know, like, and that's not just a on the moment thing. I'm like, whoa, fuck. I get thrown. Same. Uh, you know, last night I, um, uh, yeah, I'd had a pretty weird day and I went for a walk and then I got home and it was nighttime and I was like straight in my PJs. I'd like washed my face. I had like a little bit of pimple cream on my chin and I was just like sipping my tea in front of Gogglebox and I had about three FaceTime calls come through and I was like, uh, no. Guys, no, this isn't how we do this. It's so weird. Like I'm just not used to it. I mean, I'm not even used to phone calls because everyone just texts or voxes me. And yeah. but when the phone rings and there's a camera and I'm like not prepared for it, it's yeah. just so much. It's too much. I start to think that something's wrong. Like they need to show me something, and then I'm like, oh god, are you okay? And it's like, yeah, just here to chat. It's like, oh, okay, love you, but not ready for this. <laughs> I know. I, I need a. I need a. Do you want to Facetime at three p.m.? Like I need to set. The I'm day. the same. I'm, I'm the in same. An and some of my friends love phone calls. Like, shout out Katie Willie, like, loves a phone call. But she knows now. She knows the way I am. She's like, "Where? what are you doing on Friday? Let's lock in a FaceTime and a stretch sesh. And that's the other thing is, oh, we'll talk about this later in the episode as well, different ways that you can connect while killing two birds with one stone. Yeah. Beautiful. <laughs> well, we don't have to kill the birds. No, definitely not you, Jordana Levine. You've killed enough this year. <laughs> Lucky, lucky for the birds, I'm not allowed out of the house anymore. (laughs) (laughs) George, what are you recoing this week? I'm actually recoing a listener this week. A little bit rogue, but we were talking about also on our wine night supporting small business. Yeah. Um, and one of our listeners is actually my graphic designer. Um, her name's Ashley Murray and she's very talented. She does all my Luna Lover um, design work. She designed the new middle cover of the um, podcast and she does a lot of my beautiful um, astrology collages. They're beautiful. On Instagram. 
Yeah. yeah. So um, I just wanted to give her a big shout out. And if you have any graphic design work that you need done or any logos or anything like that, I highly recommend getting in touch with Ash. I'm going to give you her website. Ash is the best. She's also super flexible. She did the flexibility test uh, that I did on my um, Insta stories the other week. And I was like, oh, my God, girl, you are a dancer. It's wild. Um, So Ash's website is ashleymurray.co. That's A-S-H-L-E-Y-M-U-R-R-A-Y dot C-O. Good reco, George. What's your reco, Holly? It is a new social media app taking the world by storm. It's probably been taking the world by storm for about two years now. TikTok. I started my TikTok career this week, guys, and I am loving every second of it. Now, what I want to reco isn't necessarily getting a TikTok account for you guys to then perform, although if you've got Leo in your natal chart, you're going to love it. I am really loving TikTok for the lighthearted content that is in the feed. It feels far less heavy at the moment for me personally than Instagram. It's just funny people doing funny, creative shit. Now, initially, I thought the TikTok was only for teens and it's just people doing weird dances. And yes, that's part of it. But there's also really clever, artistic and creative people on there doing skits, like using the voiceovers and being really funny. There is a whole um, realm if you search tarot and astrology there's a whole realm of content being created with card readings and those sorts of things and are they your friends like you can no so there are two feeds you've got the people that you follow in one feed so you can opt to follow and that's called your following feed and that's yeah people that you choose and then there's the for you feed i don't know how that algorithm works but it's literally like you can get Jessica Alba weaved in with a 16-year-old girl doing a dance from around the corner. Like it's just this amalgamated. And that's actually where I'm finding a lot of really funny people that I would never have discovered before doing really cool stuff. What's also interesting about TikTok is I don't know how they, their videos, certain videos go viral, but it makes the everyday person feel a little bit like a celeb because, for instance, our mutual friend Tegan Nash, she's on TikTok and she's like, oh, it's bizarre. One of her videos has over a couple of million views and it's literally just her riding her bike down the street past a little crocodile in the gutter and it's just like, Ooh, blown up it's just cool content George's face is like the fuck is this nah I can't it, I don't want to I, you don't, I mean you don't have to um the other thing I will say though is for those of you like us that are hashtag over 30 there is a hashtag over 30s and it's all like the lame adults doing fucking tiktok challenges myself included and it's cringe and it's great so my record this week is just give tiktok a crack I reckon um, all the kids are going to go off TikTok and find something new. They're like, fuck you guys. Like, we found (laughs) something that you went on and now you're here and we're going to go somewhere else. I'm learning my first TikTok dance at the moment and it's really hard. And Trent filmed me BTS yesterday. I didn't know he was doing it. And it's not okay. It's so funny. Like, I was always under the impression that people were watching the dance as they were doing it. And then I was like, how are they keeping in time with it? Like, I don't understand. But so you actually learn the dance and then yeah. you film yourself. Yeah. And it's really hard. Like, I was getting sweaty yesterday <laughs> to work out. Do they give you, like, a tutorial or are you just watching someone else do it? I'm finding YouTube tutorials <laughs> for certain TikTok challenges. There are there are dances that are easier than others. This but my first very dance... time consuming. Oh, yeah. It's, it's literally my flow state fun at the moment. I'm having a lot of fun. It feels like play to me. Okay, no, that's cool. I'm excited for you. I mean, <laughs> thank just, you. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> it's okay. You can guest star and not of mine when I'm a TikTok star. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay, celebrity natal chart. Guess that celebrity natal chart, Holly. Ryan Reynolds. I love Ryan Reynolds. Um, that's all I'm going to say about him before I dive in. I just think he's so funny. What do you love most about him? Uh, his dry wit. Okay. Which tells me he has a Gemini placement. 
All right. So where do you want to start? I want to start. <clears throat> with his rising. Okay. Is it an air rising? No. Oh, Ryan Reynolds. Does he have an air placement? No. What do you mean? Oh, no. This is going to be a spanner in the works one, isn't it? Yeah. No. Try and tune in. Don't think about it. Try okay. It okay. Okay. Again. Yeah, this isn't This isn't great. <clears throat> water placement? Yeah. Double water placement? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Water sun, water rising. No. Water, mm. sorry, water sun, yes. Not, Not water what? rising. Okay. We'll park that. There's water sun and water moon. Yeah. Logical mind is going, well, it has to be a fire rising because he's a performer, but intuition is it's not a fire rising. So let me just... Double water. Okay, I'm just going to work with the water sign placements because that's wigging me out. Uh, I'm feeling Cancer and Pisces. Oh, my God. (laughs) There's a Scorpio placement. This is wild. (laughs) Cancer sun. No. Pisces moon. No. Oh, my God. (laughs) Scorpio sun. Yeah. Scorpio moon. Yeah. Oh, my God. (laughs) This is brutal. Oh, no. Oh, no. He's a fire rising. No, he's not. Oh, thank God. That's his saving grace. Earth rising. Yeah. Okay. Oh, maybe it's not his saving grace. (sighs) Shit. I want it to be Taurus rising so bad. Ryan Reynolds. Double Scorpio. (laughs) Actually, do I want it to be Taurus? Virgo rising. Yeah. Because our theory around comedians being Virgos. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, it's funny because um, Blake Lively is a double Virgo. Oh, wow. Yeah. And he, <laughs> and he is a Virgo rising. And her other thing is Leo. She's double Virgo, Leo rising. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. I know. I guess her earth is holding his water. Oh, I know. that's wild I've got me. something else really wild to tell you. Please. Katy Perry is a triple Scorpio. No. <laughs> oh. My God, she isn't. And oh. so is Bjork. <laughs> I mean, Bjork makes all the sense. <laughs> Katy Perry. Triple Scorpio. I'm terrified of her. Me too. I've always been quite terrified of her. Me too. Ever since her and T-Swift had that little debacle in, I don't even remember. Oh, that is that is so scary. And think about when she was dating John Mayer and John Mayer was made out to be the baddie, but he has so much Libra in his chart, she would have been the scary one. Totally. Even when John was with T-Swift, because Taylor is Sag. Cancer Moon, Scorpio Rising. Like, I'm sorry. I, I really think we've got it wrong with John Mayer and that he has been in the right all this time the for time. everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Moral of this celebrity natal chat is we love you, John Mayer. <laughs> uh, I mean, everything I've told you is just wild, though, isn't it? Double Scorpio, Ryan Reynolds. Whoa. Whoa. Triple Scorpio, Katy Perry. Holy moly. Like lively double Virgo Leo rising. She seems very grounded. I think that's right. Hang on, let me just double check that because I looked at it early this morning, but I know that you hate her, so I didn't use it. Look, don't hate, but don't vibe. I don't know why. Maybe 
you'd think I would vibe if she was double Virgo Leo rising. Maybe I feel she's a mirror for me. I love her <laughs> so much. Really? Um, yeah, yeah. Virgo sun, Virgo moon, Leo rising. Weird. Maybe I'm just triggered because oh, I see. She's got so me. much Virgo. It is insane. Virgo sun, Virgo moon, Mercury, Virgo, Venus, Virgo, Mars, Virgo. Oh, <gasps> she's me and you combined with our Virgo placements. Plus one. Plus a sun. Whoa. That's so mental. Anyway, that is this week's guest that celebrity natal Good talent. one. Don't you think it's so funny how um, certain words have become part of the vernacular, like ISO? Yeah, so yeah. easy. My, my phone automatically capitalizes it too. It's like a real thing. Yeah, like it knows. <laughs> the phone knows. So speaking of ISO, um, we wanted to talk about some of our favorite things to do in ISO, favorite activities to do in ISO. And I know last night, Holly, you had a dinner party. Oh my gosh, it was so fun, Jord. It was our first experience of a virtual Zoom date dinner party with our friends. So it was me and Trenny on our end, and then Janora and Patty, friends of the podcast. Who are and flatmates, not flatmates. I mean, do we know that for that. sure? We don't know. <laughs> <laughs> a Cancerian and a Piscean, <laughs> beautiful men. Um, so it wasn't, this wasn't my idea, it was actually the boys. Patty loves to cook, he's like this master chef and he said all right I'm going to send you guys a list of ingredients a few days before make sure you have everything and hashtag essentials and I uh, then we're going to cook together so we're going to have a drink before then we're going to take it the date into the kitchen follow Patty's lead with the recipe eat together and then see where the night takes us Jord, it was so beautiful. I had created a playlist that we didn't end up listening to because the conversation was just off the charts. Like, we connected last night over the screen in, I don't know what it is. It may be because everything is quite heightened right now. We're talking about everything. We're solving the world's problems. We're also quite intoxicated. Literally from 6 until 11 o'clock. And then we were like, we should really wrap this up. Trent had to go to work this morning and woke up at the time he was meant to be at work. Like it was, but we just had so much fun, George. So I am a huge advocate. I didn't know if it would work. Huge advocate for the Zoom dinner party. Tell me about the logistics of cooking. Were you both, like were both parties cooking on camera at the same time? Yeah, yeah. So basically, I was head chef in my kitchen. Patty was head chef in his kitchen. Who assigned you head chef? Well, I had already assigned Trent head chef, but then we realized, oh shit, Trent needs to be cocktail maker because Janelle was cocktail maker for the guys. Mm. So we had, it was so funny. And do you know what I realized? It was on my Zoom and my Zoom automatically records. So I've got five hours of our (laughs) dinner party footage. But there's this, it was just funny because Patty was talking me through the recipe and the boys in the background, like Trent and Janelle, were like kept cheersing behind us. And it was just a beautiful dynamic. And then sitting down and we were talking about, oh, can you smell that? And like, when it was cooking, we're like, oh, God, how good does it smell? And then we were eating We were eating the same meal together. It was so nice. Yeah, that's so cute. Was it a good meal? It was so good. We made this Asian style. Apparently, it's a Jamie Oliver recipe. And it's like this um, oven-baked salmon with, like, onion and fish sauce and all of the potent flavors. And then it was on a bed in broth with hockey noodles. It was just mm. so good. Um, so that, that's one of my new favorite ways to connect is a zoom dinner party. So fun. Yeah. If you were going to have a zoom dinner party, George, <laughs> yeah. what would be your recipe of choice? Um, I don't know. I guess you've got to cook it in real time while you're on the phone to them. So that's good. Cause it's so fast, isn't it? Yeah. 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 I don't really know. Maybe like a dal or like some sort of pasta sauce or something we've got to do one where you can teach me how to cook because he's so good yeah we can we can do one for sure I don't know if that's I don't know if that would be my idea of fun I definitely want to be invited to one but I (laughs) you don't want to lead the kitchen I don't want to lead it I'd rather someone like teach me how to cook something over the over the zoom but it's a great idea. I love it. And there's there's lots of different ways to be connecting with people at the moment, which is really cool. Like I I really value my walks in the morning and my walks in the afternoon. So I always try and make some phone calls when I'm out mm. on my walk mm. with the right kinds of people. 
And um, that's how I'm really enjoying connecting with people. Um, yes. And also like um, the wine night that we did the other night in the middle membership oh. was so fun. I mean, how long did we stay on that call in the end? It ended up going for about an hour 20. I know. And we didn't, no one wanted to leave, including us. I know. It was so good, wasn't it? And it was, yeah. it was like a, it was like a potty episode, but with our faces and wine. It was so much fun. I'm just loving these new creative ways to connect. Um, there were, there, oh, that's what I wanted to say. In the wine night, you received the most beautiful package from a friend, like oh my connecting with you. Explain what happened there. It was so incredible. So we're on we're on the live, Facebook Live and I got a phone call that came through my computer, so it was very loud and distracting, from one of my friends that lives up in Byron. And um, I kind of just let the call ring out and then she sent me a text and she's like, where the fuck are you? You meant to be home isolating, self-isolating at home. I've just dropped a package for you at your front door. And I was like, what? So I ran out to the front gate and it was this big box that she'd left there. She'd foraged some herbs for me. So there were herbs in there. Um, Lemons from her tree. She'd made me some passion fruit gut jellies, a jar of homemade coconut yogurt. Um, some pumpkin pie that her husband had baked and some persimmons, some local persimmons. Oh, and a bottle of Shiraz, organic it's Shiraz. beautiful. Like, that is necklace. It was really lovely. And then I also had a girlfriend of mine um, send me a bunch of flowers as well. I was just right? like, this is so lovely. And I'm These... clearly not doing enough for my friends. I know. I was thinking too, I'm like, shit, I need to start writing lists and sending things. But even um, friend of the podcast and one of our faves, Court, I saw on her socials, she's been baking and then going to people's houses and just leaving her baked treats that she's making people on their steps. That's really lovely. It's so Isn't nice. It? Yeah. yeah. I'd love to hear from the listeners about this, actually. What are you doing to stay connected, to bring a smile to your loved one's faces in this time? Because uh, I, I need to get creative, I feel, and and think outside the box. Yeah. It's funny also, I'm feeling this really beautiful connect back to some of my old um, yoga teacher friends in Sydney because I'm able to do all their classes. Yes. And it just feels like I'm back in the studio with them. And I just like, it's been the highlight of my week. I just love yeah, it. Absolutely. Actually, that's a good point, George. It's another way of connecting, isn't it? Like, being in somebody's class that you wouldn't usually be able to attend. Yeah. And this is, I think this is what's going to change. I mean, among many things, but like yoga studios, for example, and, and some of the gyms have set up the most incredible online resources that I think it would be silly for them to take them away once the studios reopen, because, you know, studios in Sydney can have students in London and Berlin and, you know, and why not? Yeah, and even when you're traveling, which people will get back to doing, like you can you can pick and choose your favorite teachers to come with you. It's so cool. I know. I wonder when, like, just hypothetically speaking, we don't have to go into the doom and gloom of it, but I I wonder when we're going to be able to travel again. Yeah, and what that's going to look like because I feel like it's not going to be like okay, you can hop on a plane and then like everyone goes traveling. Like, there's not totally. going to be much money to spend, and I think flights are going to be quite expensive and. Yeah. It's quite different, I think. That's actually a good point. I didn't think of that. Like last night in our dinner party chat, we planned our three-month holiday together, or the four of us next year, as you do in dinner parties. Yeah, it's so cute. But, yeah, we didn't really take that part into consideration. (laughs) I think, like I know for me, I'd like to explore Australia a lot more. Like um, a few more road trips and like really that – like. For me, for example, I was hating having to come to Sydney. And now that I'm not allowed, I just feel like all I want to do is drive down to the farm and see my family and spend some time with my friends in Sydney. Yeah. And so, like, there's new kind of appreciation for things, you know. And, like, the borders being close to Queensland. So, even though I, like, I never really used to go and see my mum that often, but now that I'm not allowed, I'm just like, Wigging. Wigging out. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said to you the other day, Jord, it's like, why didn't I just come to Byron one weekend every month? Like, I could do that. It's like, why didn't I take advantage of that, you know? Like, this perspective piece again. I'm just going to be in Byron a lot more. (laughs) But also, even just the road trip to Byron or wherever up the East Coast, you know, there's so many beautiful places to stop along the way. It's a really easy drive, especially if you're sharing it with other people. Yes. And um, there's just so many beautiful towns 
to experience. And I think that we're actually going to, like the economy is going to need it. I was watching something the other night where I don't know who the guy was. He had something to do with the Barossa. I'm going to say he was the mayor, but he probably wasn't. (laughs) But he was saying, please, please don't come and visit us. Like, please, just for now. Like, of course, we're going to welcome you back with open arms when this is all over. But please don't use your time off from work to come to the Barossa. You know what I mean? And so I think once this is all over, we need to be injecting money back into those tourism hotspots. Yes. Because for now, we really can't go there because we need to protect them. Yeah. Actually, that's such a good point. And I guess especially being in Australia, also all of the communities that were already impacted by drought and fire, like, and now this, it's like, let's really mark out on the map. Like when Tren and I visited Mudgee earlier this year, this is before all this went down and they were really struggling with drought and like, please come back, please come back. So now at this layer, there are a lot of communities struggling. So it, it will be nice to be able to give back to our local areas first absolutely Mm. i just really hope and i don't know enough about this really to be commenting on it but i really hope that some of those budget airlines survive this because you know domestic travel is so affordable was so affordable and there was a time when it wasn't like i don't know you might have been a bit young holly but like pre jetstar and virgin it, it was very expensive to fly around australia really yeah but you know, we managed to get those ticket prices down to like $59 sometimes. Yeah. Um, I would hate to see that disappear. Yeah, I know. That would be a very, very challenged industry right now, aviation. I mean, so many of them. But, yeah, the repercussions of what's going to come out of this, we don't know. We just don't know. And also, like, cruise liners. Like, would you ever hop on a cruise ever now? I would never. I mean, I would never before, and now I've just got even more reason to not. Well, it's funny. I would never have either, but I had a friend who did, like, not one of those big P&O types of cruises, but, like, it was a small cruise um, around Europe, and she said it was the most incredible experience. There were no kids allowed on the cruise. First dig. And, um... She said you got to experience all of these different cities and everything was paid for on the ship and there was beautiful entertainment and it was really classy. Um, And she said it was the best money she ever spent. My mum's obsessed with them. Like my mum has been on multiple, like all around. And yeah, loves them, loves them so much. Like the Lux cruise line or whatever. Yeah. And she she swears by them. Does she go with a friend? Yeah, she'll she'll go. She tr- has done them on her own, but she's also gone with um Leah's parents and yeah, her travel buddies and loves them. Yeah, cool. Yeah, oh, I love that. So much to look forward to. Cruise I know. Shipping. I can't wait. Yeah, <laughs> cruising. <laughs> okay, so April's just kicked off. It's a new month which means we've got a new topic to discuss in the middle membership. Every month we do a Teach Me Something New, and this month we're talking soulmates versus twin flames. Oh, I can't wait to share all the wisdom on this one, Jordan. I know, I could talk about it all the live long day. The other exciting thing that's happening in the middle membership is we had our first um, wine night last Wednesday, and we had so much fun that we're going to do it every Wednesday going forward. So if you are a middle member, get excited about it and if you're not and you'd like to join holly and i for a facebook live a glass of wine or some people drank gin and tonic rosé was the wine of choice last week yeah we missed the rosé memo i know but that's what everyone was drinking um then yeah sign up it's really easy to do there's a link in the show notes of the episode or you can um go to the link in our instagram bio or if you just search middle membership in the middle facebook group the link to join will come up there it's less than a coffee a week and um we think it's really fun and you get a weekly energy read too which is pretty awesome yeah, and that one's gone up now. But actually, the reading for the week is in the Facebook group waiting for you guys. Yeah. You've been listening to The Middle with your hosts, Holly Azapati and Jordana Levine. Join our Facebook group. Just search The Middle Podcast. And while you're there, feel free to join us in The Middle membership. We can't wait to teach you something new this month. We're also on Instagram. Just search the underscore middle underscore podcast. Until next week. Stay isolated. Got it. Got it in one.
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.